0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It! at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Color Rush Episode 7, Peeps. Vicky finally got it with English subtitles. Yay! All the way through. Yay! It's been stuck at 44% for, like, literally a week. Not that many of us have noticed that. But anyway... This episode was absolutely awesome. I really, really am enjoying this entire series. The mono in the series decides that he is going to not give in to his darkest fears, and the only way he can see not doing that is by committing suicide. So instead of capturing the probe, he tries to kill himself and you know I'm not for suicide ever but I totally get his logic in he does not want to harm someone and since he does not see a viable alternative he's going to be the one to take the hit rather than the probe. I think this was a very brilliant twist of the writers who did this series. It really helped give stability to a very difficult situation for the storyline. And it really does show that, yeah, everyone has the capability to do some really, really bad things. But we also have the capability to turn and decide not to do those things. Even if we are under the control, as this character was, of some really bad urges because of being a mono and having a probe. And his choice was to not harm the probe when it came down to the brass tacks. He's like, he went up to the precipice, he saw what the options were, and he was like, I'm not doing that. I will take the hit. And I think the thing that this episode brought out was, even though at the initial stages of their relationship, it really was just basically about desire and all that, by this episode, he's like, I care too much about the probe to harm them in this way. And I'm not going to watch them be hurt by myself, of all people, because I do care. The mano then wakes up in a hospital bed with an IV because his aunt saved him. She's put him in a basically locked facility, um, changed phones, put the house on the market, has his school changed. And she says, you know, I knew this is what you were going to do because of who you are as a person. You wouldn't want to harm someone, so you would take the hit instead of another person. And I really like that moment between the aunt and her nephew. Their relationship does not seem the best in this show. It's kind of like um, broken. I think it's over the fact that she lost her sister, who's his mom, and she's so desperately trying to search for her, that it does not help her to see her nephew who's in front of her at that moment. And so she's continuing to try to search for his mom. He is taking a bunch of pills so that he just forgets everything about the probe. Um, It's making him hallucinate. It's making him come in and out. And he's not doing it because he's trying to be a drug addict. He's simply doing it because he doesn't want to remember, like, for example, the probe's phone number, Um, everything that way. Um, one night he's sitting there and he's hallucinating so bad he's actually seeing color and he hears a knock on his window of his room and it's actually the probe who has found him. And this is where the story I think takes a very interesting turn because he's sitting there and he thinks he's, he's dreaming. He thinks he's not really there. And I love in His unguarded self, he sits there and goes, you know, I think I'm dreaming. I don't think you're really here, but if this is a dream, I'd like to stay in this dream. This dream is good. And the probe looks and he goes, you're on a lot of drugs. We need to get you out of here. We need to get you into normal clothes and you're coming with me. And this is where you kind of find the probe's point of view start to pop up. Um, The probe gets him changed into normal clothes, gets him out of the lockdown building and says, you know, you don't belong here. This isn't where you belong. This isn't what you're meant to be. We're going to get you where you need to go. And there's a scene where they're in the bus. And he says, I need to take pills. I need to take pills. So I forget all this. And he says, no, you don't need pills. You need me right here beside you right now. This is what you need, the probe says. They then go spend the night at a hotel because the probe is taking him to go see the ocean. Like he wanted to see the color blue of the ocean. So the probe is taking the mono to go see that there is this hilarious scene where they're sitting there in their room the probe is sleeping on the floor with a pillow the mono is sleeping on the bed and the probe says you know, there really was no alternative because there's only one room for both of us unless you'd be okay with me sleeping on the bed. And he says, no, that's impossible. And he says, well, you don't not like me or I couldn't be without my mask on. So why can't I sleep on the bed? And the probe is, the mono is very upset about this and just sits silent. And I love how when he gets extremely nervous, he just kind of buttons up and bottles up and it's so funny to watch. And it's at this point, you kind of get the probe's, point of view, because they're sitting there talking, and the probe says, you know, I tried not to like you, because, you know, in basically the same way the Mono really liked um, the probe and decided not to hurt him, the probe really liked the Mono, and he says, you know, I really liked you. I tried not to like you, because... You know, there's a lot of reasons why I not should maybe not do that. But he said, I like you. And that's just the way this is. I like how when I show you colors, you know, you reach out like a little kid and wonder crosses your face. And he says, I love how when I tease you, you get all, you know, flummoxed and you're so clumsy and trip all the time. And I love this basically just complete honesty between the probe and the mono. There's something in it that's just very viscerally true. And I love how at the end, he says, you know, I decided to leave Seoul. And I am sure that there is ruckus now there. And the, the monitor's going, oh my goodness, you ran away from home. And the probe's like, you know, it was the only option because... You're my mono and I'm your probe. And that's kind of where this episode finishes. Again, I just really like this series. This is something you could watch with a 14 and up year old kid. I would not watch it with children that were smaller than that just because of some of the topics that are discussed. But I think it gives an excellent example of, yeah, everyone has the capability to do the wrong thing, but they can choose to do the right thing. And they can sit there on the very precipice of doing the wrong thing and decide, that's not for me. And I think that's a really good thing to explore. It's a really good thing to consider that, you know, just because the options are there to do great evil, great harm, doesn't mean that people are going to take them. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of times we sit there and we have movies where, you know, the character just seems to just go bad all at once and really doesn't seem to have those options presented as you know there is another way. And it's like in this show, I think it really does show, yeah, the character had a great potential to do harm, the mono, but because he ended up sitting there and going, I care about the probe too much, he didn't do that harm. And I think that's what makes this show stand out. I also love the musical score for this series. It's absolutely wonderful. And I love the hilarious, I don't know what you would call it, jocularity of the pro in really kind of difficult situations. And I was able to just sit there and go, you know, when he pulls this kid out who's the mono and he's completely doped up from being in the locked down hospital and completely beside himself because of what he was capable of that he tried to kill himself to prevent and instead of thinking about those kind of things the the probe sitting there going you know can you just turn out the light and if you don't want to that's okay cuz i can just look at your face all night <laughs> and i mean no offense that jocular humor is really good interspersed within difficult situations in this series. So I would give this episode an absolute 10, simply superlative. I'm really hoping they come out with a second season of this show because it was really good. Again, this is a micro series, so really you can watch the whole show about the same time it takes to watch a movie. But even though the episodes are short, they do end with like a good beginning, a good conclusion. It's not chopped up in a way that doesn't make sense. So that is my review of episode seven of Color Rush. This is available on Vicky Rukatan. Big um, caveat here, they have rated all their BLs R even though almost all of them have no R-rated material. Most of them don't even have PG-13 rated material to be entirely honest. I mean, I could sit down with a four-year-old and most watch most of what they have on there for their BL series, but because they are BL, they've rated them all R. Um, Color Rush, I would probably rate it PG-13 simply because of some of the topics regarding what the monos are capable of, but I could definitely be able to sit down and watch it with a 14-year-old. So that is the conclusion. Bye!